welcome everyone to another episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. I am Eric Wesley, your host. And today we return to talk with our regional vice presidents and a couple of drivers from across the country. Joining us, we have Adam Manlove from the Midwest region. He's the RVP there. Adam, thank you for joining the podcast today. Thanks for having us, Eric. Appreciate it. Adam, I think this is your first time on the podcast. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We always like to do a little bit of background on our first time visitors. So um, you've been the RVP in the Midwest for how long now? Two years and eight days. <laughs> Two years and eight days. You sounds like you just had an anniversary then. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. So Tammy Durham is also with us. She is no stranger to the podcast. Tammy is the RVP in the Northeast region. Tammy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. And remi remind me, you've been with the company for how long now? It'll be 11 years this September. 11 years, September, and RVP for how long? Almost two years. Almost two years. All right. Well, thank you, Tammy, for joining us. Also today, we have Evan Burak, the South Region RVP. Evan, welcome to the podcast. My pleasure to be here. Evan, this is your first time also, I believe? It is. It is. What has taken us so long <laughs> to get you <laughs> on here? How long have you been with the company, Evan? Uh, 12 years. going to be 13 soon. 13, 12 going on 13, all as an RVP? No, I started, if you remember, back in New York as a DM for four years, and I've been uh, working my way to my ninth year as an RVP. Well, great, great. Glad to have you today. Uh, joining you, Evan, from the South region is operator Jerry Henson. Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Glad to be part of it. Jerry, how long have you been uh, driving for Greyhound? June 30th. 13th will be 32 years I've been driving. 32 years. Well, congratulations. Thank you for your, your service as a driver. Has it all been in the South region? 90% uh, of it has, about 95% of it has been in the South region. Okay. Okay, good, good. Now let's go out West. Out West, we have Joseph Haypack, the RVP for the West region. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. Glad to be here. And Joe, have we had you on before? Nope, this is my first time as well. First time as well. Okay, okay, Joe. So, how long have you been with Greyhound? I know you you were uh, you started out as a driver, I believe. So, give us a little background on, on your career here. Uh, it was 19 years on the fourth of this month. Um, I started as a driver uh, in Denver, which I did for four years. I became a supervisor for a year in Denver. Uh, then I became a city manager, first in Grand Junction, then Seattle, then Chicago. Then I became a regional manager uh, out of Chicago. And now for the last year and seven months, I've been the RVP out here in the West. All right. Well, thank you, Joe, for joining us today. And you have with you a driver from the West region, uh, Operator Rodrigo Cortez. Uh, Operator Cortez, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. And how long have you been driving for the company? 23 years, sir. 23 years. Okay. And all in the West region? All in the West region, Los Angeles. Okay, great, great. Well, we are glad to have all of you. 
these four RVPs and two drivers have the daunting task of making sure Greyhound is providing our customers with a safe, stellar travel experience uh, that will obviously keep our passengers returning for additional trips. It is no small task by any means, and it is one that is, as they will tell you, is filled with excitement and challenges from day to day. Now, along with the safety of our passengers, they also work to keep the employees safe and well during their workday so they can return home to their families safely. Uh, throughout 2020 and into 2021, COVID-19 has definitely made that a huge challenge for Greyhound, but it is one the company has successfully tackled each day and continues to do so. So today we will talk about the efforts to keep everyone safe and the part you can play in the process to lessen the effects of COVID-19. Adam, we'll begin the conversation with you this morning. Uh, first question, with the challenge, uh, challenging year that everyone has experienced in 2020 and still face currently in 2021, how proud of you of your employees and the jobs they have done to keep customers and coworkers and themselves safe uh, throughout all that they've experienced? Couldn't be more proud of our team. You know, our teams across the country had to adapt to a lot of challenges over this past year. Um, you know, with implementing processes that are difficult to know how effective they would be, what was going to work, what wasn't going to work. Um, changes in federal, local government, um, our own knowledge we gained throughout this pandemic. Um, it's amazing how quickly we were able to move and change course on a lot of things. Our frontline people are facing that interaction with customers and that strain that puts on them with these processes. Um, we have supporting role people throughout the company that have done a great job in remote environments to try to adapt to not having that same interaction they've always had um, to understand how they could even support the folks out there in the front line. So, um, and they found ways to do that. So it's amazing how that's happened. Our people had to deal with the blending of work and home life, how that comes together when you're concerned about a virus coming with you from work to home, home to work, however that may be. Those are some stressors that we've all dealt with and overall done a good job through how we've communicated and been there to support each other. Um, I think for a what we hope is all a once in a lifetime event, we should uh, be proud of what we've done throughout this and learned a lot of lessons, learned a lot about humanity, if you will, and hopefully we'll all take that forward and be better in the future, so. Good, good. Tammy, how about you and what you've seen taking place in the Northeast region with your, your employees? You know, as Adam said, I, I could not be prouder of this team. You know, the things that we've had to endure and overcome, you know, being flexible and changing, adopting new practices. You know, meanwhile, we've got all this going on, but yet this team continued to perform at levels we've never seen at this company. You know, things like on-time performance and our customer survey responses, our NPS, you know, have been, have been better than ever. You know, and together, it's created even a tighter family than, you know, we've seen in the past. So just absolutely thrilled with this team. Great, great. Evan, how about the uh, South region? You know, Eric, you know, I, I've seen, you know, over the course of a year, so many different 
faces of our employees and in the capacities of what they were capable of doing. You know, and I like to, to start off by saying, you know, when this first started, we saw just courageous and brave employees. We didn't know too much about what was happening. And yet everybody forged forward, you know, kind of into the unknown, right? Uh, so I think that was kind of like the hero phase for me. You know, when I saw guys that, you know, and our employees just get out there and, 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 and do what was necessary. And we didn't have a whole lot of information, you know, and we were fluid and very quick in, in, in putting these processes in place to, and, and it was carried out without fail. And then, you know, I saw another phase of just working tirelessly to get and to accomplish to keep everyone safe. You know, and I, and I like to think that this is the third phase that we're going into now with it's the emerging phase, right? Where everybody's got, they, they've already hit that hero thing. They, they're working and it put great effort into, into accomplishing what we needed to accomplish to make everyone feel safe, including themselves. And now I, I think, you know, we're getting into that emergence phase where, where we're gonna see employees do work very hard because um, they're gonna work very hard because we're starting to get busy again. So um, to me, you know, at my dinner table, I, I usually talk about, you know, I see a lot of heroes every day I come into work. Great, great, great. Joe, how about out West and what you've seen from the employees in the West region? Like everyone else, I couldn't be more proud of the team. Um, there's not anywhere, uh, I think, in any part of the country where we we fell down and failed. Um, you know what we saw. You know we're uh, we're now what 107, I think, 107 year old company. A lot of times, 107 year old companies are you know don't change much or they're slow to change. In the last year, we've seen so many changes. Um, uh, you know, there were there were times where almost week to week we were we were making another change in in what we're doing or how we're doing something to uh, uh, adjust to the changing conditions. And our team stepped up to the plate and knocked it out of the park every time. Um, we we've shown that you know no obstacle is too big for us to overcome, and uh, you know they couldn't be proud of their team and. I agree with you know what was said. I, I think our teams have become better and closer um, because we've had less people. And I've seen, you know, I see our employees looking out for each other the way we, you know, maybe didn't do before. Um, so I think we've, you know, they're the frontline employees. They're the ones that day to day make the company work. And uh, because of them, we've managed to uh, get through this. I think we can honestly say there is now light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, at one point in the pandemic, you know, I, I, we were, you know, it was like, how long is this going to go on? Well, we've turned that corner. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And because of what they've done um, and made, you know, made us what we were and got us through this, we're going to we're going to come out of this and be even better going forward. Well, there has definitely been a lot of great work going on with all of our employees, uh, a lot of excellent work. But up to this point, but there's still much more obviously that can be done such as being vaccinated when the opportunity arises. Uh, let me ask each of you, uh, starting with you, Evan and Operator Henson, um, have you both been vaccinated or are you in the process of being vaccinated? Evan, we'll start with you first. So I was probably one of the 
first folks in Greyhound to get fully vaccinated. Um, so I've been fully vaccinated uh, by the end of February. I think February 23rd, I was fully vaccinated uh, with the Moderna vaccine. Okay. And why, why did you get vaccinated, Evan? What, what pushed you to get vaccinated? Uh, well, I think there's three things that really drove me to get vaccinated. And, I, and, you know, the first one really was I was so tired of worrying that every cough and sniffle I had was going to turn into COVID. I mean, you know, and, and by the way, that does go away after you get vaccinated. But every time I sniffled or sneezed, I'm like, oh, my God, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the second thing is I really wanted to to go out and make sure that that my family, coworkers, and friends uh, um, were safe, and I and I thought taking the vaccine would would help that along. And I wanted to set the example as well. You know, I had a lot of people since I was able to get it so early. You know, tell me, hey Evan, I'm going to see what happens to you, and then I'll take it. Um, so you know, by the way, guys, I feel great. So if you're still waiting to see what happens to, to happens to me, I'm I'm doing fine. Um, but I think that the third reason, Eric, is probably maybe the most driving force is, you know, um, this week marks the one year anniversary of my father passing from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see what this disease or virus does firsthand. Um, right after my father passed, my mother um, caught COVID, probably from him. Um, she was not able to go to his funeral. Um, and she was then in the hospital and we kind of came close to losing her as well. Um, so, you know, long story short, I'm pretty sure my dad would have given the chance, would have taken the vaccine. So I kind of do it to honor him and honor the thousands of people that, that have passed away from it. Um, so it's kind of my way of giving back and, and honoring my dad which was one of the reasons why. Um, at the first chance I had, I, I took the shot. Okay. okay. Operator Henson, have you been vaccinated or are you in the process of being vaccinated? Yes, I've been fully vaccinated. Uh, the last shot was taken 329. Uh, it, it's something I would really recommend everyone to, to think about and get it done. Uh, we don't want to have to experience some of the things just like what Evan had to experience and what I have to, what I've had to experience. I lost a wife and a daughter Hmm. due to COVID and it is a serious situation, very serious situation. Everyone needs to think about it real hardly and get vaccinated. I had the Pfizer vaccination. Uh, The first shot uh, left my arm a little sore. The second shot felt like it was two doses in one. Uh, I took a couple of Tylenols. I was in bed for one day and was recuperated the next day and able to continue on. Sorry uh, to hear about the loss in your family. It's same for you, Evan. Uh, sorry to hear that. Um, Tammy, have you received the vaccine or in the process of being vaccinated? I am in the process. So um, as soon as folks living in New York became available and under the ability to get it as a, you know, frontline transportation worker, I was trying to sign up and trying to sign up. um, And initially the first day that I could get an appointment was um, later in May. However, um, as more people have continued to be vaccinated in New York 
and the vaccines have become more readily available, um, my husband and I both were able to get our first um, vaccination about three weeks ago, and we actually go next Friday on the 23rd for our second one. Okay. Okay. And which vaccine did you receive? I'm um, same as Evan, Moderna. Okay. Yeah. But I would have raised my arm for any of them. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Adam, how about you? I am fully vaccinated, had both shots. Um, I received the Pfizer um, vaccine, and I was motivated by the general protection of family, friends, coworkers, society as a whole. I mean, we've seen what this has done to people across the country and our families um, and in our work families. And I sure wouldn't want to be a part of spreading that, if you will, and don't want to make that impact on somebody else. And if I can protect them, I'm happy to do so. Let's go out west. Uh, uh, Operator Cortez, have you been vaccinated yet? Yes, sir, I have. Uh, um, on uh, April 8th, I received the uh, Johnson & Johnson. I feel okay. good. Uh, very mild uh, uh, fever the first night. Uh, my arm, uh, very little pain for about four days, but not nothing, nothing else. I contracted uh, the virus uh, back in December, and uh, and it's not a it's not a good experience. It was really bad, and um, I hesitated a little bit at first to take the uh, vaccine, but uh, after seeing so many people taking it and, and seeing how safe it is and the risks are very little, I decided to take it. And, and Joe, how about you? I uh, have, have had my first vaccine a week ago, Tuesday. Uh, I got the Pfizer. Um, I'll get my second vaccine on the 27th, three weeks later. Um, I had, on the first one, I had nothing. Um, my arm was not even sore. Um, so I was, you know, I was very surprised. Uh, um, I did it because number one, I'm, I'm a believer in, in vaccines. Um, I trust the scientific community and I wanted to do, you know, the right thing. What I felt was the right thing for myself and for everyone around me. Um, I think, you know, I believe this the way we're going to come out of this and, uh, you know, that's, I, I, that's why I took it. Joe, let me ask this. This is a, a question that just comes to mind. How important is this for um, employees like ours who work for a company that's interacting with people uh, day in and day out uh, to try to help uh, put a stop or slow the spread of the, vac of the uh, virus? How important is it, do you think, for people to get vaccinated? I think, I, I think it's important. Um, you know, we're in, we're in a bit of a unique business. Uh, you know, you work, you know, a lot of businesses, uh, other types of businesses, uh, you're working, you're dealing with people who are primarily local. If you're working in a store or an office building or something like that, we're dealing with people who are coming from all over the country. Um, so it's a wider variety of people. It's people come from other areas where maybe, you know, there might be an area where, where, the COVID transmission is low, but we've got, we're interacting with people that may have come from an area where it's rather high at the moment. 
So there's an increased risk that they might have it, even if they're asymptomatic. So I think with the amount of people we come into contact with and the fact that they're we're coming into contact with people from all parts of the country, you know, I think it's very important we all do what we can to protect ourselves, you know, our coworkers, our families, and our passengers. Tammy, um, what's the one message you want employees to understand uh, as we talk about being vaccinated and uh, taking advantage of that opportunity to receive the vaccine? You know, the one thing that, that really comes to mind is how important it is to be vaccinated. I know there's a lot of people who are hesitant. I know there's a lot of people who have questions or concerns about it being safe. You know, but the as Joe mentioned, you know, the scientists and the experts have said time and time again how safe it is. And my family has a lot of expertise in the medical field. You know, and talking with them and trying to understand is it safe? Is it truly safe? Um, the answer time and time again is yes, it is safe. You know, the more people who get vaccinated, the better chance we have of overcoming COVID. One thing we don't often think about and maybe understand is as that virus spreads, it begins to replicate. And as it replicates, it allows for the virus to mutate. And when that happens, you know, we see those variant strains like we're seeing today. You know, and that certainly can limit the effectiveness of the vaccine. Um, and then it becomes a never-ending cycle. You know, it will really take all of us raising our arm to stop COVID. You know, it's life-saving. And, you know, who doesn't want to save a life? Well, Adam, how do we, how do you connect with employees who are on the fence or maybe completely against the vaccine? Um, what, what do you say to them in conversation? I, I think that's something you have to have an individual conversation. There's so many varying uh, reasons that people are for or against the vaccine with all the information that's out there or misinformation. And sometimes that you hear about the vaccine, you have to talk through that individually. Um, you know, the vaccine's proven to be safe. It's been being administered with some very intense safety measures throughout the country. Um, you know, it's highly recommended by the CDC, which we've been following their guidelines throughout, um, and we should continue to do so. There's uh, 200 million doses almost uh, at this point. I think it's 198. It's actually been administered so far. So it's uh, proving to be very good. And I think if refusing to uh, take it at this point, you're kind of increasing the risk of transmission across our our entire country and the world, if you will, long term. So, uh, you know, it is definitely a one-on-one -on -one conversation, though. There's not a blanket answer for everyone, I'm sure. Evan and Operator Henson, uh, you know, it's been just over a year with everything we've been going through, uh, dealing with to keep customers and employees and basically anybody who comes into our terminals or rides our buses safe. Uh, what do you tell employees who may be fatigued by everything that they've been going through? Evan, if you'll speak first to uh, our terminal employees, and then we'll come back and have Operator Henson talk about, you know, how to keep the drivers going. Yeah, Eric, I, I think that we hear a lot about pandemic fatigue. Um, and we are all working so hard, not only in our personal lives, but in our professional lives. 
and you know, and a lot of work has been added uh, to this this past year. But I, I try to keep things focused. And you know, the first priority is we want to take care of ourselves and our families first, right? If we can do that, then we can come to work with a healthy mind and body, right? Um, and then I try to say, well, let's look for the good that we do every day. You know, if we get caught up in, you know, the processes and forget about why we're doing this, you know, you could tend to get more fatigued. Um, but the, the truth is the good is when you wipe down that counter extra or you spend that extra five minutes talking to an employee that may need or, or help, you know, you're doing good. You're, you're, you're helping a person. And, and I think the third piece, you know, really is that there is hope out there. The, you know, the whole fact that we're having this conversation about vaccines was something we did not do six months ago. And we are progressing really nicely. There are, there are states that are opening up and they're all in different uh, statuses of, of opening, but there is so much hope out there um, that to stop now or to get tired now would, would, would just be a sin, right? So I, I think if we keep those three things in, 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 in our eyes, right? Take care of yourselves, look for the good every day that you do, and then know that the end is so near to stop now would be crazy. Um, that will get us to the reopening and, 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 you know, conquering this thing. And Operator Henson, what would you say to the drivers who may be feeling fatigued by all this? What would you say to encourage them to keep going? You have to speak to the body of drivers through experience. And experience from having, have had the COVID, and relate to them the importance of being vaccinated. You have to also get them to be able to understand this is something that you cannot drink, you can't eat, uh, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have to have it. All right, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, six people, four RVPs, two drivers, who've all been vaccinated or in the process of being vaccinated and all has gone well, and they have one thing in mind, and that's keeping everybody safe to help uh, curtail this virus and uh, help the society get back to normal where people can enjoy more trips, come into the terminals and not have to worry about anything, ride the buses and feel safe and comfortable, and uh, uh, just move forward with life. I also have been vaccinated, uh, having received both doses of the Pfizer vaccine and feel great. So uh, thank you to all the RVPs and our two drivers for joining us today. Know you all are very busy. So thank you for taking time out of your schedules. Well, thank you, Eric, for having us on here. Um, thank you, Eric. Thank you. Thanks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for today's podcast. We want to thank you for joining us as always to uh, listen uh, to the various topics that we have and we want you to be sure to come back for the next episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. But for now, remember, you are a Greyhound, so be first, be safe, be stellar.